from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Back on Visa's Primetime Action Hour, number three from the South Point here in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin, the uh, Montreal Canadiens power play to uh, no fruition for them. And now Tampa Bay's got themselves a power play uh, with 45.4 seconds left in the first period. So that'll bleed over to the second period if they don't uh, get a goal here. But Tampa Bay up one to nothing late stages of the first period against Montreal. Game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they just flashed up a stat here about uh, Schwarber. Did you see that? Second player in MLB history with nine homers in 11 games. No, 11 and nine. What's that? It was 11 oh, and nine. 11 and nine. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. Wow. Yes, that's what I meant. 11 homers in nine games. Good Lord. Yeah, I saw one uh, by stats by stats. Schwarber uh, now 15 home runs in the last 17 days. Shortest time span for a player to hit 15 home runs in MLB history. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's not surprising anybody. Yeah, no, I, 15 and 17 days, that's I, crazy. I brought up Bonds earlier, but he didn't do that. Like, that's amazing. I mean, that is wild. Like that to come for, for the the rate we were seeing those guys hit home runs at during that time period, and then that yeah, he's breaking those kind of records. That's impressive. Incredible. What we got going on in baseball? Yeah, uh, well, live numbers for the hockey game right now as we go right to the end of the first period. Lightning minus 450. Canadians around plus 340, plus 350 you'll find them at. And four and a half is the live total shaded to the over if you're looking to get in 
on the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, I mean, they should just go ahead and pay me, my bad. <laughs> like, it's over, obviously. The series is done. They should just pay me out. Vasilevsky's got a shutout. I'm, in, I'm they, should just, they should just pay me in advance. <laughs> in baseball, Phillies up on the Reds, 4-2, to bottom of the seventh. If you wanted to hop in live, Phillies minus 500, Reds plus 375, and 8.5, your live total in that game. Uh, Nationals up 5 nothing now on the Mets, top of the seventh. Uh, inning. If you wanted to hop in live on the Mets, you can get them at 20 to 1. Seven and a half is your live total. The Angels up on the Yankees, 3 to 2, top of the sixth. The Indians up on the Tigers, 11 to 4 in the bottom of the sixth, hanging at 18 and a half for your live total in that game. No live money line. Royals and Red Sox, 5 5, top of the sixth inning. Red Sox, a minus 140 live favorite. Royals plus 110 and 14 and a half. Uh, the total for that one. Orioles up on the Astros early, one to nothing. Bottom of the third inning. No live numbers currently up. The Cubs and Brewers two two top of the third, and Diamondbacks Cardinals scoreless bottom of the third inning. By the way, Mets with a four game lead over the Nationals in the NL East. So this uh, Nationals five to nothing lead here in the seventh. Obviously, uh, you know not every game. Uh, you know you, you don't talk about playoffs in June necessarily, but every game matters. And uh, so the Nats uh, definitely tried to uh, peel a game off of that. Mets with the runners at first and third with two out, down five to nothing. And uh, as Kelly said, the Yankees uh, was three to two, and that is a home run for the Angels. Solo shot from Juan Lagares, which ups the Angels' lead over the Yankees to four to two. As we're just uh, waiting for another Schwarber at <laughs> Schwarber uh-huh. at that DZ. By the way, the Mets are now on the board, so they do get an RBI knock. With two out of the top of the seven, so five to one now. Just like that, they're twelve to one live, Gil. You should hey, have gotten twenty. Listen, bullpens. That that lead is not safe. No, nothing ever is. By the way, how about my Blue Jays? Uh, that that part of that money line parlay the other night when they were up five to one, the Orioles hadn't won a away game in a million years. That underbelly of the bullpen <laughs> gave that up. Nothing is safe. No, nothing is safe. Oh, that trend didn't take Buffalo into account, right? Was Correct. Yeah. Correct. The darkness of Buffalo. That uh, that ballpark there, um, yeah. I mean, this is and none of these games, right? Like there, there's again Mark Borchard, who I have on the radio side, who's a baseball handicapper uh, from Arizona. He calls it the underbelly bullpen, so not the not the closer, not the uh, your setup guy, but everybody else. And uh, some of them, some of these teams, truly have a collectively disgusting underbelly. And so, again, you do say, hey, why don't you bet first fives? Well, the straddle's not the same. And I will just say this anecdotally for my baseball bets. Whenever I talk myself into a first five, logically, it doesn't work out as much as it would if I just played them full game. It's very conundrum. Big conundrum of <laughs> Something baseball I deal betting. with, all right, internally. Yeah. Red Sox come all the way back, tied this thing against the Royals. Danny Duffy only lasts three and a third for the Royals, uh, gives up. Four earned and three homers he gives up in that one as Ooh. well. He was another guy who uh, a little bit of a victim of the spin rate there. A little bit of a drop. A little bit of a drop. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidley. This is VEASAN's Primetime Action. Those are our Twitter handles. We always appreciate the feedback. Um, shall we do 32 teams in 32 days of us? Let's go something like this. Football season coming soon, Gil. 
This is scary. Oh, that wasn't the uh, that wasn't the actual voiceover for that. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. It doesn't require somebody to talk <laughs> like that. For you, yeah. Thirty-two just, days. workshopping. Yeah, thirty-two yeah. days. We're just spitballing. We'll call it drunk rally. We, you just got all of yeah. You ju- you just got our Twitter handles. Let us know what you thought about that. Let, let us know what you thought about Kelly's little voiceover right there. Like, should that be added in permanently? I told Rob. Rob, Rob showed me this at first. I said I need more monster monster truck rally ish. Oh, he gave it to he, you. He nailed it. He yes, he it. did. All right, we start with the Giants. Let's start with their uh, 2020 season recap. I know we don't have to remind Giants fans of this, but they were 6-10. and 10. It was Joe Judge's first season. The only win, uh, only one win, I should say, rather, behind uh, the division champion Washington football team. So uh, Washington, remember, won the NFC East with the stellar 7-9 and nine record. But 6-10 uh, and 10 for the Giants. They did lose Saquon. That was the big, big injury of their season. Saquon Barkley had the torn ACL in Week 3. We never saw him again, but he will be back in 2021. They only scored 280 points on offense without him. 280 total points on the season. Third lowest point total in a Giants season since 2003. That, after allowing the most points in the NFL in 2019, uh, then the Giants came back. They ranked ninth in points allowed last year, 12th in yards allowed. From a free agent standpoint, um, of course, the the big signing for them, Kenny Galladay, since entering the league, Galladay's caught you know 54% of contested targets, which is fourth best in the NFL, one of the best you know, pointed pointed catch guys there is in the uh, in the NFL. They signed him to a deal. They re-signed Leonard Williams as well. They signed a Dory Jackson to play corner for them. Um, took a flyer on John Ross as well, the little the wide receiver that can't stay on the field but ran the four two two at the combine a few years ago. They did sign Kyle Rudolph. He'll you know we'll see what he actually ends up doing for them because of course they have Evan Ingram. So we'll see what he. What he actually does, but I mean, the you know the big signing there, being Galladay, their draft picks. They took wide receiver Kadarius Tony. They took, and then they went all defense, which I think is a, a fairly smart thing for them to do because it wasn't necessarily the offensive side of the ball that was that was all really that big of a problem. So they took Aziz Ojulari at linebacker, they took Aaron Robinson at corner, they took Ellerson Smith at linebacker with their next three picks after they took Kadarius Tony. So traded down for Tony, which was a great move by yeah. Gittleman. Yeah, I mean, got, got a, I mean, everyone thought they were going wide receiver as it was anyway, so mm-hmm. you trade down, you get one of the guys that was probably still pretty high on your board as it was anyway, pick up some extra draft capital with them. Um, you know, listen, we, we say this all the time, that it's not gospel, but we respect what the guys over at Pro Football Focus do. They spend more time doing football than most people do. It's the only thing they do on that site, by the way. So it's 365-day-a-year job. Ergo the name. Yeah. That's a good start. Um Kyle they, Schwarber uh, at the plate, by the way, Matt. So if I start screaming in the middle of this, forgive me. Oh, he's up. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. Um, so they did their preseason power rankings, and they've got the Giants at 26th heading into 2021. Out of 32. Out of 32. That said, they do have them projected at seven and a half wins. And their win total at most books is sitting at seven. And they actually have them going over seven wins in their projection system 61% of the time. And so, um, you know, if you can find a, a seven that's not juiced as bad as, you know, 140 or something like that, then that could be a, that could be a good bet for you uh, if you want to take the over seven. 
they have them having the 11th best receiving core in all of the NFL. And, you know, listen, that probably makes a lot of sense whenever you look at what they've got. They signed Galladay. They have Sterling Shepard coming back. They got Darius Slayton. They've got Evan Ingram. I mean, and then they drafted Kadarius Toney. So, I mean, that that's a that is a pretty good receiving core, actually. I mean, whenever you look, all things said and done, but I'm pretty sure Giants fans, you, me, everyone sitting at this desk, the big question heading into the season it's Daniel Jones, right? I mean, it's the quarterback yeah. position. We've said this time and time again. You can't win championships in this league without having an elite, one of the elite quarterbacks. And and Daniel Jones is entering year three now. I mean, this is a on paper. You know, you've got the six five, two twenty five dude. Like that's what everyone says an NFL quarterback needs to be, right? So you've got the six five, two twenty five that that everyone says you know him. But as a rookie fairly promising with him, right? I mean, he completed 62% of his passes, 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in 12 games that he started, you know? And I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good stat line as a rookie, but then he came in in year two and regressed where he started 14 games. He only, he only upped his completion percentage by half a percent, 62.5% completed of his passes, but threw 11 touchdowns to 10 picks in 14 games. The Giants were 31st in the league in scoring. So you you had a guy that, you know, we were like, okay, is he going to take that year two leap? Instead, Gil, he, he regressed, right? And so I understand why going into year three right here, you can't just afford to sit around anymore in the NFL, right, and, like, figure out whether a guy is going to eventually get there. It's kind of like, this is the year for Daniel Jones, or they're going to have to move on. Yeah. How much of that, though? By the way, Daniel Jones, much of it is – you know, where they drafted him, right? At number six, so much is expected of any starting quarterback in the NFL. But if you drafted number six, much more uh, still expected of you as that, you know, at that rate or, or being drafted that high. But how much of his performance last year do you attribute directly to Barkley not being there? There's some of that, and I think a lot of those, I think there's a lot of Jason Garrett involved all over that. The stink of Jason Garrett, who's, I mean, he's back again this year as well, but he's a super conservative Dude, right? I mean, he's a super conservative play caller. If you look, the Giants, 28th in the league in 15-plus-yard pass plays last year. When you have, again, like, yeah, I understand you didn't have Gallaudet, but you had Slayton, you had Shepard, you had some of these other guys that come in and played fairly well. You have Evan Ingram as well, who's, you know, one of the more athletic tight ends in the league, and you're 28th in the league in 15-yard pass plays. I mean, that's, that's unacceptable. And you look at Daniel Jones as well. I mean, the big – the big bugaboo for him has been fumbles, right? I mean, that was like the big thing that's been his, his since he's been under center. I mean, he had 18 his rookie year, but you talk, you can chalk that up to him being a rookie, I suppose. But then he had 11 last year again. You know, he had 11 more fumbles last year. And so maybe some of that could be contributed to the offensive line. And with that, you know, the other thing Pro Football Focus did is they've ranked all the units as we head into 2021 and the – Offensive line for the New York football giants, they have at 32nd, dead last in the league as we head into the 2021 season. Now, a lot of that is a lot of young guys that still need to prove themselves in the league, and a lot of, was, a lot of it was veterans who have really, really underperformed. And so, you know, you're going to need a lot. You're going to need the veterans to get back to days of, of yore or whenever they were good, and mm-hmm. you're going to need these younger guys to actually step up and, and, and live up to their potentials. So that's kind of asking a lot, you know, for this team. That being said, the one thing you do have is you have a division and look, we're all we're all fans of Washington here on this on this set and all that. But I mean, I don't think we would say that any of these teams we expect them to be dominant though. No, absolutely. And not. so you're in a division 
that, you know, if you if you're on the right side of variance and maybe one of these teams is on the wrong side oh, of variance, yeah. like you could win this division. It's not outlandish. Yeah. But you, you said about Daniel Jones, 18 fumbles in 2019, 11 in 2020. That's 29 fumbles in two seasons. By the way, they lost 11 and six respectively. But, you know, fumble luck yeah. is fumble luck. Uh, he dropped the football 29 times the last two years. Uh, highlight last year, of course, that 80-yard run against the Eagles where he tripped over the sideline or the, uh, the, lot, the yard <laughs> marker. Everybody remembers that. Did close the season out very well in Week 17. Had a good game against the Cowboys. So maybe they latch on to that performance against a depleted Cowboys team. But you're right. I mean, when you look at these numbers, uh, I'd need more on the yes for them to make the playoffs, quite yeah, frankly. Same. Uh, at plus 210, I'd need more. A minus 265, I'd probably bet pretty comfortably on the no. But that said, uh, there are things that are attainable. Again, the seven on a season win total, again, a 17-game season. Eight and nine is, you know, this feels, here's the thing. It does feel pushy at seven. Mm-hmm. So I could see it seven and ten. If we go through the schedule one by one, we will, we will see that. Um, but the plus 350 to win the division, again, not the the most it wouldn't be the the most outlandish thing in the world but i would need for it to be a little more bang for the buck there yeah. too and and before the before the yes on the playoffs i would just bet them to win the division because I don't think two teams probably come out of this division as it is anyway. So right. I wouldn't even do the two ten. It'd be right. like Good it'd just point. be bet to win the division and then and then that would be the way that I would look at kind of playing that. You know, I mean listen, we're everyone's everyone's a fantasy player as well. So it's kinda like you look at the the fantasy relevant dudes that are on this team as well. And of course the number one guy comes to mind is is Saquon Barkley and he's kind of the consensus number four overall guy going in fantasy drafts behind McCaffrey, Cook, and, and Kamara, but we just talked about the at least according to Pro Football Focus, they're they're entering with, you know, the, the worst offensive line in the league. And even if they're wrong, right, Gil, like they're still let's say that they're not going to be wrong by like, oh, it's one of the better offensive lines in the league. So I mean, even if they're wrong and it's not the worst, I mean, what are they what what's what's the upside here? Twenty fourth, twenty third, you know, and it, so you're still lower third when it comes to offensive lines. In the league, so that's a, a little bit maybe of of some pause if you want, you know, if you kind of look at if you kind of look at, at Saquon. I mean, that would be that'd be it, right? Is the offensive line is is are they going to hold up enough for him to one as the bets you see on your screen right now, rushing yards eleven hundred seventy five, and then just from a fantasy perspective, if people are are spending their fourth overall pick on this guy. Do you? Do you feel a little more comfortable with a Derrick Henry? You know what I'm yeah. saying, like, like with a Derrick Henry or you know something like that. I mean, that's that's the question I think a lot of people are going to be asking: is is do you go Derrick Henry or Zeke Elliott or something like that? Yeah, it's it's brutal to have these two young cogs in your franchise, Jones and Barkley, and have such a poorly rated offensive line. Do you think Kadarius Tony though? Do you think they view him as a Tyreek Hill kind of player, and that that's what they envision for that offense? I mean, I'd guess because they didn't move Sterling Shepard. I mean, I thought that if if they thought that that Tony could be that every single down slot guy, that that at that point, like, because Sterling Shepard probably actually has some, a little bit of trade value, right? I mean, he actually yeah. probably has like a little bit of of trade value there, but they didn't move him. Because I mean, he's not going to play outside. That's Darius Slayton's going to play outside. So it'll be Galladay and Slayton, and then it'll be someone at the slot. And I guess maybe they'll be trading off reps or something like that with with whatever. But yeah, it seems to me like maybe Tony's going to be more of some sort of. I'm not going to use the word gadget player, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like yeah. like 
specialty plays kind of drawn up for him to do things like that because there's just not enough there's not enough positions on the field for him and Sterling Shepard to play. Do really you guys feel like this team in the NFC East, this team feels like it could have the widest range of outcomes. Like, I feel with all those weapons they've added. You know what? I think you can say that for every team I, in this division. It, it, like, we would usually say that about this division, yeah. and it's, like, hard to pick that team in the division, but with everything they've added, and I feel like if, okay, if Jones can get a little better, if Saquon can come back pretty healthy, like, man, you might be talking about a pretty dangerous offense, but then, like, okay, if those things don't happen, some of these guys don't click, like, it could be a bit of a disaster. I'm going to say the Eagles have the widest range range okay yeah of outcomes the, the most interesting thing about this division to me is that every single team has a wart which is like what's crazy to me so you've got daniel jones who took a gigantic step back in year two can he be the guy in year in year three and then also oh by the way you have saquon coming off a catastrophic injury then you look at the eagles is jalen hurts any good or not we have no idea we have we'll no see idea. like what you know then you have washington is it finally the year that that fits fits magic is old like we don't know like you know like with all that then you have the cowboys and, and you have Dak coming off of a hurricane yeah, injury so it's like is it is it washington with the highest floor they feel like they have the highest floors with that Just defense, the defense and with fitzpatrick at least the versions of we, that we see i think yeah. they have the highest floor yes i would agree with that do they have the highest upside maybe yeah, i think i guess i would think that's cowboys but i would say yes. cowboys or giants have the highest yeah. upside because oh, if daniel jones upside. does take this huge leap in year three and you get like a adding a galladay yeah. getting a saquon back adding all those pieces on defense like it, you, you know, you could see this team like it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to be ten and seven or something like. Can that. we show that giant schedule one more time? The, the the hard part of this giant schedule. And again, we don't love to go win loss win loss. We don't like to do that thing necessarily. But there are stark sort of periods in in every team's given schedule where they are noteworthy. And for the Rams, if, excuse me, for the for the Giants, if you start in week six against the Rams, that middle part where it goes Rams, two weeks later the Chiefs. Three weeks later, the Bucks, and then two weeks after that, you have at Dolphins, at Chargers. That's that's the toughest stretch. On each end of that, that's where they're probably going to have to rack up the wins, uh, the early side and the late side, mm-hmm. to get to that seven or to get beyond that to try to uh, compete for a playoff berth, which, as you pointed out, is probably winning this division because the likelihood of two teams coming out, uh, I guess it could happen, but doesn't seem likely. Uh, as we stand here before the it has to be started. two teams greatly outperforming what we believe that they're like you were talking, like what we believe that their kind of floor ceiling is like they would have to be like two teams super outlying right now it is 13 to three Clippers 13 to three and Reggie Jackson's getting you some points Kelly too early I saw, on I saw a couple buckets yeah there we go Clippers off to a great start there and uh, Kyle Schwarber did pop out so he did not hit another home run just update that <laughs> yeah in conclusion your favorite single bet if you are there no bets on the Giants you would make or is there one bet if you had to make one I'd play the make? over on the win total actually you would. I think yeah I mean okay. like I, I think there are some I think there are some gettable games on there and then and then just playing in this division in general like without there being a, a true killer in that division like like you know sweeping a team and, and splitting with the other two I don't think is it's really out of the question. Home I mean, run. we would have Jim never Carlos guessed what did. we saw last yeah. year in this division. You know, I was so like, if if somehow it continues like that, you don't got to win that many games to uh, to be competitive here. Yeah, seventeen games. Once again, your friendly reminder with the Giants at seven. Not quite right in the middle, just a little below uh, the middle there. And uh, you like the over. 
That's bullish. Giants fans will be happy with that assessment. Some, of course, listening will be like, ah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> but that would be part of the Giants fan base as well. Um, 32 teams in 32 days. We'll do the rest of the NFC East the next three days, and then we'll shift over to the Jets and the AFC East. That's what we will do. Clippers by nine early going, make it 11. Uh-oh, we may have a situation, at least early, right here on Prime Primetime Action. on Visa's primetime action on a Monday night from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. Uh, sorry, guys, I was distracted here because uh, I, w- I was looking at some of these Wimbledon matches tomorrow. I know we're going to talk about this later, but some of these are, I don't know if they're bettable, quite frankly, but Federer against Manorino is kind of interesting. Manorino, a huge plus 426 dog. I wouldn't bet it, but it's interesting. The other one that we talked about a little bit this morning on the show um, the, the match between Nick Kyrgios and Ugo Umber, which is like whoever wins that match could go pretty far in this tournament. Oh, I was, I have no idea who Ugo Umber is. Uh huh. I was asking Ben Wilson earlier. I'm like, I'm like, man, is Nick Kyrgios really that bad on grass? Like, it, I saw plus 160 on him for tomorrow. I was, I was I'm like, man, I, I need to learn about this Umber guy. Well, Umber has had a great mini-grass season. But as uh, Pamela Maldonado pointed out on, on the numbers game this morning, he, he, a lot of those were in breakers. A lot of those were in three-set matches and winning tiebreakers. Those are very random. And so, I don't know. If Kyrgios ever put his mind to it, man, the, the most ridiculous server on tour. And it's grass, so you need a big serve is huge. I don't know if you can bet on it because he'll make you feel stupid real quick. By the way, the Clippers were up 15 a second ago. Now they're up 13, but my goodness. This escalated quickly. The live line is is only one. On the clip show? Yeah. Jeez. Reggie from three. Kelly wants that. Sorry. Barely hit the rim. It was like really far off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Clippers by 13 early going uh, a little about halfway through the uh, third period. Now it is uh, exactly halfway through the third period. They're up 13. Clippers by, uh, I'm, I'm not touching it, by yeah. the way, Bridges hits a three <laughs> to knock it down to 10. So from 15 to 10 real quick. This is the whole, like, we can see the future. I'm like four possessions ahead. Really? <laughs> four? I, I, I am three baskets ahead right now. Oh, wow. Well. So make, make, make coming. Are we that far behind? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, we've got the normal broadcast on, so everybody is. I mean, it's not not just us. But what's your score? Just out of curiosity, twenty. I got twenty five twelve right now. Oh man, we are way back. Yeah, twenty two twelve. Three. You're, you're three. at least you're Reggie at le- Jackson three. Let's go. Tee it up. You're at least three possessions <laughs> in front of us. Oh my goodness! Hey, look. What do you know? It's a oh, Morris. It's a Morris three. That's eleven points it. for him early. Man. 25 to 13, 12 Clippers. 13 points for Morris. 
He is six of six. But if you remember, he did this like yeah. four games ago and then didn't score in the second half or whatever, something like that. Like he started out like like on fire and then for whatever and then remembered that he, you know. He's like Brooke Lopez. We have a lot of Milwaukee Bucks fans here at the network for some reason. I, I was joking with a couple of them earlier. We have like, Milwaukee Bucks fans? Like, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, like Ben Wilson, Wyatt Tomchak, everybody who I choose to work on this what show. What did they think about those ridiculous blue uniforms? Though? Yeah, yeah the Bucks a, wearing their like, traditional like, blues last but, night. But more my point was Brooke Lopez does that same thing where he'll score like eight points like right out of the gate, and then it's like you don't see him for the rest of the game. It's like, all right, cool. Good job, Brooke. Two nothing lightning. Have you ever had you, have you ever met a oh. Bucks fan? Lightning score again. I had not met him. Uh, just pay me the just just pay me the. Th- that's pay the it out. look look into Gil's soul. I see the TV behind. Yes, you. I, I, I always think <laughs> Kelly's gazing into my eyes. He's staring across, like, staring behind me at the TV. Uh, it looks like Carey Price had no idea where that puck was. Completely shielded. Never saw it until it was behind him. Two to nothing. Tampa Bay. Go ahead and give me a winner yeah. video. Matt that, Brown documented 1-0. Doesn't sound like a Con Smythe winner to me. Gil. No. Yeah, you got to get better at that. No, but that's not your guy, though. Vasilevsky is. and so I know, but uh, yeah. that's, that's your, his competitor. That's your main comp- is, competition yeah, on yeah. that? 2 um, nothing. Tampa Bay now, six minutes into the uh, second period there. Uh, getting back to Marcus Morris for a second. Jura, was, was it him that was – was he hurt during a postseason with the Celtics at one point? And they weren't sure if he was going to be available for a game or something. And I, uh, I came up with a brilliant idea. I was like, how, how would anybody know if they just called Markeith Morris up and just said, hey, can you show up for this game and, and be available for the, for the uh, Celtics? And they never really pulled that off. I don't know. Just are the they the same height? Oh, yeah. I just, think, I just think the tats are different. So they couldn't uh, Yeah, so that'll give, that'll give you away. That'll give it away. 25 to 15 Clippers. What's the, what's the price on the Clippers here? Live line, Clippers are now two-point dogs. Clippers are two-point dogs up 10. By the way, has DeAndre Ayton scored, by the way? More to the point? He's got two. Oh, here we go. Zero rebounds. Here we go. Two. Nothing's easy. (laughs) We just thought it out. We brilliantly laid out why this is a great bet. And uh, so far, two points. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores. And we will uh, delve into some Wimbledon matchups. And we'll uh, review our golf one and done as well. we got to do that. It's Vicent's Prime Time Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. On Beeson's primetime action, Gil, Matt, Danielle, and uh, Kelly. Love the guys downstairs. Uh, whenever I uh, do something off the top of my head and I can't remember it properly, they're like screaming in Kelly's ears because they remember what I'm talking about. So my harebrained Morris replacement scheme, Marcus and uh, Markeith, was apparently Markeith playing for the Wizards against the Celtics. Yes. In the postseason. Yeah. I don't gotcha. know if I exactly remember what oh, you were talking I do. about, but they sound downstairs convinced. They know. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I was like, why, why don't they just call up Marcus? Just replace him. Like, who will find out? <laughs> like, from the other bench? Was he <laughs> No, no, was just other... from wherever he oh, was in the country. Because okay. he was out of the playoffs. So they're like, yeah, just call him up. Replace him. Who's going to notice? The tattoos will give you away. Uh, one and done. Our golf uh, game that uh, Matt, uh, Kelly, and I play every week. We had the draft as well, but that was a couple weeks ago, the draft. We didn't do a draft last yeah, week. Yeah, we wanted to honor the memory of Danielle being uh, I, was, I was having FOMO, actually, so I'm glad you guys didn't do it. Gil, don't look now. We said the bullpens and yeah. no lead to safe. Home run for the Mets. It is now 5-4. Five 5-4. to four. Five to four. Back to back. I don't know if it was back to back, but two. Uh, there was a two-run shot, I believe, and now a solo blast. So 5-4. to four. Mets making noise. Now Kevin Pilla. Gets to the plate for the uh, Metropolitans. Yankees down one, Mets down one in the uh, two games involving New York teams. Uh, Angels over the Yankees, 4-3 to three at the bottom of the seventh. This Mets game is in the top of the eighth. Pilar goes deep, but just left oh. of the foul pole. Oh, man. Uh, as the Yankees, as the uh, Nationals bullpen just giving up shots. Okay, uh, back to our one and done then. Kelly does it again. Kelly had Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay with the uh, best performance of the guys we picked. I think Paul Casey was like four under. He was distant. So I get a, I get a few dollars. And then uh, Ricky Fowler, another goose egg for you, Mateo. But uh, not to fear, we're both way behind Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I was playing. I was going to play Cantlay, but yeah. Kelly had already beat me to the punch. Would you like to go first uh, this week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't get to always just pick first, all right? I like, I like how it messes with his head. Well, you also don't. You also could have played this. He, I, mean, I know, but it's no. It's, it's, it's. I mean, it's just. There's no fun playing the same one. It's, it, it's, this does not. end six consecutive weeks of me and Gil landing on the same exact dollar amount, even though play a couple different of those weeks players, different sometimes. guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Aren't you special? Those are your fun facts from the one and done this <laughs> I was week. Gonna say, did you know this golf tournament though? Straight weeks. <laughs> so seriously though, eight playoff holes. You eight thought it was awesome. Holes. I thought it was ridiculous. I didn't say I thought it was awesome. I I, I ended on my second TV and I like I felt like for five hours I was looking over there, being like, man, golf is still going on. But like, you're the how? you're you're the travelers. Like, you shouldn't have an eight-hole playoff. Okay, this is well, we could launch into this conversation. Matt's got some great ideas for what they should do with these playoffs. I, well, for I, one, Travelers should have just, after the third one, been like, we've gotten all this extra exposure. So, like, both of you get first place money. Let's go, let's go home. <laughs> like, let's go home. Travelers, we just got all this extra advertising. And, like, so let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. There wasn't a sentimental favorite yesterday either because I, I've got – I having hit a, a bet on Harris English earlier in the year – that man got very emotional after the win and talking about the grind of the tour. And I was like, man, I'm rooting for Harris English. This guy's a good guy. Okay. And, then, and then old Kramer Hickok had like his whole family there to surprise him. And it's like, yeah, hold on for three hours while, while I try to close this thing out. I don't know. They, they got to change. I think each tournament, each tournament gets to choose how they do their playoff system. Matt, I kind of like the 18 thing. That's great. But then you, I think you got to go to par threes. Like eventually, you can't be watching over two hours of playoff. If we're golf. worried, if we're worried about g- keeping the young, younger generation, I have, I have. Yeah, I love your things. ideas. Go yes. for it. First and f- after two playoff holes, then after, before every shot, you have to shotgun a white claw or something like. There's always there's that. I didn't you hear this do, one. Okay, you can do that one's good yeah, one. Shotgun. I think a white you claw. can okay. also. You get to remove a club from your opponent's back. I love that I like one. That one. Yep. Love that one. After like, each hole, you like, remove a club. Yeah, like it, it, as you go to another playoff hole, you get to take another club. You get another. You get to take another club. Like you just get to do that. Or after five playoff holes. The two guys tee off at the same time, and you race to go make it in the hole. The fastest person <laughs> that can hit it in the hole is the is the winner. You hear That's that? what I'm talking about. You hear that, PGA? Consider that one would be such a hit. Speed golf. Because God. there would be – because there is strategy involved in that. Like, do you, you actually line up your shot, or are you just running up there and, like, basically, like, poloing it like you're on a horse or do, something, do you right? Or you're just, like, <laughs> swinging it with one arm and just, like, going and running, like, hitting, hitting it on the sprint. Can you, you bring your so own you, horse? So you don't have to wait for your ball to come to a rest. If it's still moving, you can get up there and hit it right away. Well, yeah, but I mean, how many? How many? How, I mean, how many chances? You, you better be hitting it far enough to where you like you can't just around hit it the green. You know, yeah, on I mean, the green. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Do you have to be on foot or can you use your cart? On yeah, on foot. Okay. This is a race, a foot race. Okay. <laughs> like you tee off the same time in a foot race to get it into the hole. I think that one be a hit. Can you really imagine? Do. Can you imagine like long shots? Well, you know, I could see it getting into a uh, playoff, and then yeah. you really, <laughs> you really I can't can imagine booking that. You're handicapping. You really their, can't bet on Craig Stadler at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you're handicapping their foot speed. Like, yeah. you're like, you got a live bet. This like it's me versus Matt Brown. It's like what are the live numbers? That's like, well, Matt just went to a five dollar favorite. <laughs> I was, I said, I said this yesterday. I was like, I was like, a guy could have been in a twenty year coma. And woke woke up and heard somebody talking about the golf tournament and, and heard Harris English and Kramer Hickok and uh, be like, oh, golf. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they'd have just known, like, right off the bat. That's, like, it's Harris exactly, English and Kramer Hickok. That's exactly like, what been, I was thinking, but not allowed to talk there's about. Like, there's never been more golf names <laughs> yeah. ever in the history of the world than those two names. Oh, so golf. It's just, it really was. Kramer Hickok, apparently a good friend of Sam Burns as well. Did you see? I they kept showing that, him yeah. over. They kept showing him, like, over and over and over and over again. For, yeah, it was kind of weird. He, like, was like had his greens book out like he was reading every putt he was hitting it, it was a little odd well, i mean he made a hundred thousand dollars so he's he's still feeling yeah he's cool still feeling pretty good about how about that. brooks kepka uh chalking up the 10 under for the tournament surprised by that a little bit that he showed up and tried to uh 
win this thing? They're, you know, kind of a little bit, but maybe after the poor showing the week before, you know, the poor closing. The poor closing. Yeah. yeah. That he decided he wanted to come. I mean, it's these guys that are the, these lurkers, Kelly. Like like you said, the Abe answers of the world that we bet all the time that, that just don't seem just to ever get to lurking. the yeah. – Yeah. Get to the winner's circle. Can't I will say that's another guy, though. Him this week and Paul Casey last week for me, where they somehow survived the cut line by one stroke and then still got all the way inside the top ten. Hey, hard, hard for me to crush Abe Answer too much this week. He made you some money, right? Yeah, he made me some money. Reggie Jackson, 12 first quarter points. That's what we like to see. Wow. Mm-hmm. You are a favorite. <laughs> you are a sizable favorite. <laughs> yeah. How's uh, DeAndre Aiden doing, guys? Uh, still two points and zero rebounds. Zero rebounds. <laughs> You're kidding me. Not kidding you. <laughs> one steal, one block, one turnover. Yeah. By the way, we should point out the actual score of this game. 36-26 clip show at the end of the first. So the uh, Suns got it. I saw within four. They made a run. They had a 9-0 run at one point. And uh, Clippers have uh, steadied the ship, if you will. Hard for, hard for Aiton to score when the when the Suns have shot 11 three-pointers all day. Yeah. 11. Hey, uh, Monty Williams, we had a strategy lined mm-hmm. up for you. So let uh, that happen. Yeah, we did. We still we did. Uh, we'll take a look at some Wimbledon matchups for tomorrow. Maybe there's something bettable. In fact, I have one or two. Well, one in pocket. A couple others I'm considering. A very deliberate early round of Wimbledon coming back on VEASAN's primetime action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, Wimbledon tomorrow. Oh, by the way, 40-30. to 30. Clippers. Although Kelly's about four possessions ahead of us, so I don't know what the score is beyond this. But 10-23 left, 40 we, to 30. Clippers. We're assuming it is yeah. somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 30 as I got well. 44 to 30. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So, there so we go. So one bucket, Suns miss. Boogie Cousins with a bucket. I think Boogie's got a couple. He saunters back down. No, DeMarcus Cousins has 10 points. Are you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Really? <laughs> he Are has you 10 serious? Points. He has ten points. Hey, what do you know? Minutes. And here's Paul so George. Should have been playing the whole time. Yeah, maybe. Forty-four to thirty, just like Kelly said. Um, I guess we do uh, since we have plays on this one. We have the ten ten Eastern, yes. uh, seven ten Pacific uh, Giants and the Dodgers. Anthony DeSclafani on the hill for the Giants. We have Trevor Bauer on the hill for the Dodgers. This price moved a little bit since we've been on air. Minus one sixty seven now in favor of the Dodgers. Plus one thirty. Eight, you can actually find a plus 150 wow. out there on the Giants right now. I so got, I got plus 157 this morning, and that was not the best number. Plus 160 was available, so that has moved all day. Yeah. Listen, they see Trevor Bauer. They're going to bet Trevor Bauer. You uh, know how it goes. <laughs> they see Bauer. They're betting Bauer. Yeah, total fate of Bauer. And, and Danielle, you have a couple plays on this as well. Yeah. Uh, the Giants, mostly on that side. I have an alternate run line on them, minus one and a half, I believe, at plus 260. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then I also have yes run first inning for this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trevor Bauer, along with Garrett Cole, biggest spin rate drop. So it's a fate of uh, Trevor Bauer in that one. I'm sorry, were you saying? And at least, no, and it, yeah. you know, here's the, the one thing I will say about Bauer. At least he's like, Upfront and honest about it. I mean, like he is like not denying that he was using this stuff. I mean, he's like, he's like, yeah, no. I mean, and, and if they want to stop using it, they should have told us in the off season or at the end of this season and not in the middle of the season. Well, that, that was the Tyler Glass now thing too. Yeah. He's like, look, I mean, we're not hiding this. Yeah, we, you can't. It's do been this. a thing forever. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm saying, if you go back and Google this whole like rosin sunscreen thing, there was articles being written about this like back in 2013, like about this stuff. So it's like, again, it wasn't like it was just out of nowhere. It was, it was, they looked at the stats and major league baseball goes, <gasps> yes, production's so down and the at league average is 227. What can we do about this? And you know, they, they, you know, in the middle of the season, I mean, it is, 
I'm not going to say it's unfair to the pitchers. I mean, I guess they were getting a little bit of an edge by having that well, extra grip or something. It, but It is unfair in the sense that, like, then they get publicly humiliated. Right, right. Right? right. Like, we don't know what these batters are doing, yeah. but they're not getting publicly humiliated for anything. You know, I whether they're. The, I, I like the TSA checks. Are, TSA checks. It's hilarious. What it is. I hope they all got together. Like, there was a mass text message amongst pitchers before this happened. It was like, all right, we're going to act like but, complete children when they check. Like, shout. having no time to readjust <laughs> the entire way you pitch yeah. is. Is a little bit unfair. Oh, I mean, totally. like, like, like little bit. you could have had spring training to be like, oh, okay, I can't use this stuff anymore. Maybe I need to do this or this pitch more often or whatever. Which, by the way, that was one of the things I think that they showed in Trevor Bauer's last start is he used to throw like four or five changeups a game. And he was throwing, and he threw it like thirty percent of the time this like this this past game or something. So it was like you you literally you have to change the way you pitch, sure. yeah, like like the change the way because you, you're out pitch, which him for like like slider that huge curveball. It's like if you're not getting the spin rate, you're not getting the deal. So you got to go to something else. It also makes you question, you know, guys whose career looked over, and then all of a sudden they were reborn as great pitchers again. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but there are some stark ones in in uh, in recent history. Uh, here are the Wimbledon women's odds, future market, courtesy of DraftKings. This is the first women's slam I have not had a futures ticket on in a long time. I think going back to 2019, and I've been pretty successful. I had Andrescu at the 2019 U.S. Open, Kennan in the Australian Open, uh, the year that she won a couple years back, uh, Sviatek in the French when she won it last year. So, uh, Kenton won the Australian last year, too. So, th- th- I mean, it's not for not wanting to. I had a Naomi Osaka ticket, but she withdrew, so that's a refund. I-, I did not feel the need to bet anybody else, and I still don't have one. And yeah. I'm not in any rush to bet this market. Sometimes you just you have to make the assessment that some things aren't worth betting. I uh, Yeah, so little, so little information, and then again, like, you know, the women's uh, the women's draw is always just so incredibly wide open, and then with no information to even try to back up a pick for yeah. me, it was like yeah, there was just nothing, nothing really I could do. And the only the only reason I have a future on on Djokovic is just it's you look you look at the field, you look at the surface, you look at the history, you look at the guy, and you just go okay, I'll bet the best guy like whatever, yeah. I'll bet the best player in the world. If someone beats him, someone beats him, I guess. But like I'll I'll just bet the best player in the world. I have Djokovic a couple times. I have Berrettini a couple times. Those are the only two bets I have on the men's side. Berrettini, huge server. Uh, he's basically John Isner with more of a game beyond the serve on this surface. Now, the problem is he may face Isner a few rounds from now, and that could go either way because you could you could have five tiebreakers for all you know. <laughs> uh, so I got Djokovic a couple times. I got Berrettini a couple times. Uh, and here's the question, though. So... Some people got Djokovic at plus money. And the question becomes, hey, uh, Djokovic won his first match today after dropping the first set. Then he rolled uh, Jack Draper, a 19-year-old. Would you bet Djokovic at whatever the current price or whatever or whatever your book will repost it at the next time? And my my answer would be, I actually would. Because... It's never going to be this good. Like, you have to ask yourself, is this going to improve? Is this going to be a worse price? Mm. I think you still bet it. Like, you, I don't I don't think it's even close to non-bettable at this point. You I can really get 155 at DraftKings right now. I'd bet it. I really mm. would. I have no problem uh, endorsing that. As far as tomorrow's plays are concerned. Canadians on the board. Hey! Two to one. No. 
Uh oh. No, I'm going to have to give the money back. I, I'm not going to win I my gotta, cons place. I mean, he allowed a goal. <laughs> I got to give my money back. They already paid me out. The Canadians will not go away. How about, uh, oh, no, he's just readjusted. <laughs> okay, live numbers now Canadians plus 375 and five and a half. Your live total shaded heavily under. Well, Vasilevsky had no chance at this. Look at this redirection. Off a skate. What yeah. do you know? Off a lightning skate. Guys, we blink, and now it's a two-point game. Clippers 44, Suns 42. Jeez. I saw DeAndre Ayton. He uh, he got a uh, offensive rebound, then went to go put it back, missed it, got his own rebound, and then made it. So he got he got two rebounds and, and two points real quick. Keep there doing you. that all yeah, Keep doing that. Yeah, we need a lot of those now. From, from an in-game betting standpoint, though, none of us, when the, when the Suns were way down, none of us even thought to bet the Suns. I didn't. No. I know you do because you got your son's futures. Yeah, and mm-hmm. plus they were only yeah. The plus they were only one point dogs. Right. down fifteen. Right, there was nothing. There's nothing that availed itself. I'm a little interested in a live under two twenty seven and a half is what it's at right now. Good what call. They, what by, did they close at around two twelve, two thirteen? Yeah. Good call by us the other night, Kelly, when we were in here on Friday and we had the over. Yeah. Yeah, in that in the uh, what game was it again? The uh, it was we had over in the Hawks Bucks. Bucks Hawks. Came in in game on the under. The, the the good thing was, I mean, the the way that we talked that out yes. was exactly the way that yes. it played yeah. out. It was, so I, I was just upset. I wanted. To, I should have hammered the under. Like I should have hammered it too. Hammered. Yeah, I should have hammered. Especially with the, I couldn't believe the number they were posting us. It was two. It was two thirty two. Yeah. When we had already surmised, well, this could get into blowout territory, and so our which even gave us like a middle. We had even like a six seven point middle. Well, or as I was driving. Driving out, I was thinking to myself, we didn't even mention that we have a we have a pretty massive middle here between two twenty five ish and two thirty two. And once we talked it out, like I ran to bet yeah. it, but I, you know, I bet like half of my over bet. Me too. You know, and it's well, we're doing a show. I know, I know. You know, that's the it's problem. T- it's t- that's so we, you know, we don't talk about that enough with live betting. But when you come in like in a situation like that, I, I usually it's. Usually, whatever my pregame position is, I usually am betting off like half of it. But it all depends the situation, and I think that's the situation I regretted. You know, kind of immediately as we saw that game play out and played out exactly how we thought it would. I was like, man, I, I should have gone the other way, doubled my original bet on the under because it was we we drew a line right to how that played out. Yep, and it went way under, way under. But but like you, Kelly, I was like, I wish I had I wish I had gone harder uh, on the in-game under. Uh, as far as uh, Wimbledon tomorrow on the men's side, first of all, I have one bet from today that was suspended 9-9 nine to nine in the fifth set. And with all the slams, they have different tiebreaker rules. The Wimbledon fifth set tiebreaker, because of that Isner match some years ago where yes. it went three days or yes. whatever it did, and it was like 80-something to whatever. Yeah, it set it the tournament back. Like, yeah. Because, like, no one, yeah. Now it's when you get to 12-12, then they go to a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So right now it's 9-9. Nine to nine. I have Rinderknech. Arthur Rinderknecht in his match against uh, Ote, Oscar Ote of Germany. So we'll find out how that results. But as far as the ones that have not started, I do have two bets. One is on uh, Bernabe Zapata Miralles, who is now plus 145 against Christian Garin. Garin's good, but just not his surface again. You know, he, he's better with lower conditions. So the Zapata Mirais is one play that I will have at plus 145. And the other one that I am considering and will probably have before this match starts tomorrow, Alex Dimonor in a great match on paper against Sebastian Corda. I love Sebastian Corda, but Dimonor has had a great grass season, and I just, I, I, there's not enough 
for me to go on with Corda. I, I will take the minus 161, I think, on Diminor. Those will be my two plays. And, and I don't think I'll go much beyond that, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Being so, I'm, I'm sitting out the Umber Curios one. Just going to let that play out. You? Anything? No, I haven't even looked in. I haven't really yeah. looked into it yet. So so far today, I was also I was uh, so into being able to just watch this morning. It was so great. Oh, it's so uh, great. It was so great. Yeah. You know, just watch this morning. We got a little extra time because there's some some delays and things. Yes. Whatever, so yeah, of course, some delays early, so everything started late. All right, we got to leave you. Forty six, forty two, clip show. Six thirty left in the second quarter of this one. Clippers trying to stay alive. Phoenix trying to close him out. Get Chris Ball to his first ever NBA Finals in 16 years. We shall see. And then some drama in hockey. Two to one now in favor of the Lightning. Tim Murray, the nightcap, next as we boom, sticky, boom our way out of here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.